0: Hello and welcome to Broccoli News, the programme that has been bringing the patients and staff information about what goes on in and around the hospital for the last 10 years. Hello, my name is Ron Laver and this week we are looking back at awards. From 2016, the annual RNOH Staff Awards. From 2018, the Hospital Broadcasting Association Awards, plus awards for Brockles Restaurant and an RNOH Guinness Book of Records holder. All that and music from Megan O'Neill coming in the next 30 minutes. For a number of years now, the RNOH have held an annual Staff achievements Ceremony traditionally held in a cramped lecture theatre, but in 2016, with the help of the RNOH charity, it was decided that it was time to make it a bigger and better affair and move to the Aspire Centre, which was decked out appropriately. Let's start by hearing from the then-chairman of the RNOH, Tony Goldstone.
1: I'm Tony Goldstone, the chairman. We are in a special venue for the awards this year for a whole variety of reasons. There's a record number of nominations, much larger than ever before, including 75 for patient choice. Uh, Before we go into uh, the whole of the events and a highly enjoyable evening, let me take the chance to thank all of you, the staff, and I'd like particularly uh, to thank those of you who stuck with us and contributed over a large number of years. To my colleagues on the board, thank you. To the Charity Aspire, we couldn't get this far without you. And I welcome you all and wish you a very pleasant evening.
2: Now we're going we're to crack on with our Staff Achievement Awards. We first of all start um, with are Achieving Excellence nominees. So, as you can imagine, we've had more nominations than ever before, so there are a long list of names here, and I'm going to try and flow them through. All of these people have um, shone out and been recognised sufficiently for people to be putting them forward uh, for Achieving Excellence for the organisation. The winner... Hard-working, intelligent, efficient, friendly, with a positive attitude. With their contribution, I am reassured massively and extremely confident that patients will always meet their needs. Delivers an excellent service to our patients. Never forgets to greet colleagues and patients. Communicates well with patients. The achieving excellence winner is Robin Iadurai. Don't stop. How do you feel about that, Robin? Awesome. Very proud, very happy, excellent. Yeah. I need to thank so everybody, all the, all the staff. Well, that's really, it's really great, it's really great to hear, Robin. Um, so, are you going to be taking home this uh, award tonight? You're going to put it in your bedroom your mantelpiece? The living room. My wife is very, very proud about me. Yeah, she should be. You did an excellent job. Uh, it's lovely speaking to you, Robin. Have a really good thank evening. You. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, equality, one of our key values. We want to recognise, as I said at the beginning, in our staff, where they are living our values. The fairness and equality winner is the Equality and Achievement Network. And I'm with three lovely ladies right now who are uh,
3: holding a very special award. Hello, what's your name? Hi, my name is Dorcas. Dor- Dorcas. Dorcas. Dorcas, and you are Jacqueline. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi. And your name and is? I'm Lydia. Well, ladies, you've won something rather special tonight. What is it? Yep, yeah, this is the Equality Achievement Network Award. Wow, that's a long sentence. It is. And and what does that mean exactly? It means we work together to make sure everyone are treated equally, right across the trust in different departments in all areas. OK, so it's hospital-wide? Yes. It is yes. Trust-wide, trust-wide, yes. Is it demanding work? Um, well, the thing is, it's supposed to be all-inclusive, so we're supposed to um, embrace all um, kind of diversities within the trusts. Um, may it be from different countries, mm. different races, different cultures, different, cultures, different religions. Yes. Everybody. 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 It's about equality.
2: Well done on your achievement.
3: Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: OK, we're moving now on. Championing Trust, Honesty and Respect. And you have before you the nominees. They treat everyone with the same respect, no matter what their job role would be. Everyone respects this person and finds them approachable. Has always supported nursing staff and has always gone the extra mile for their patients, often leaving the hospital late. So I'm pleased to announce the winner of the Championing Trust, Honesty and Respect, Dr Michael Hetreed <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about winning this award? Well, I'm flattered, you know. Oh, that's lovely.
4: Mm.
2: And what?
1: Well, I mean, of course, everyone deserves respect. It's, um, we're all a
3: team and every little cog, you know, we're all equal. Without any one of us, it all stops.
2: So, what would you say are like the main highlights for you this year? In regards to your career? Well, I was... um,
1: People persuaded me that I should continue
0: what has been my current role, but even increase. So i have persuaded to stay here and carry on looking after, particularly in the the acute pain services, uh, running, well, helping with the acute pain team, where I meet a lot of people who are in some sort of trouble and need respect, so, yeah, I suppose...
2: Congratulations on that, and I uh, hope you have a good night. The Patient Choice nominees, four of them, winner of Kind and Courteous at All Time. I couldn't have had a better time if I booked a five-star holiday. Friendly and made me feel comfortable in a hospital surrounding. That's not going to keep length of stay down, is it? Um, they listen and take all your concerns and go through them with you, so you always feel totally kept in the loop they have made me st- made my stay easy fun caring and make you feel important so the patient choice winner is our fantastic ward the Angus McKinnon unit yeah.
3: This is the sister of Angus McKinnon. Hello. Hello. What's your name? Sunita. Hi, Sunita. Congratulations. Thank you. And congratulations to all of your team. Thank you. Were you surprised tonight? Um, not really. I expected it because we did a great job and we deserve it. Congratulations to all of you.
0: Graeme Rich and Natalie Martin were talking to the winners of the 2016 RNOH Staff Achievement Awards. Meanwhile, the hospital catering department were winning industry recognition from the Soil Association. Here's Radio Broccoli's Jack Andrew. In the studio today, I've got Jonathan everts and
5: Jonathan's the catering manager for everything that happens at Broccoli's Restaurant. And there's lots to talk about today, and if you can just tell me just what your role is. Uh, yes, I am uh, the catering manager for this site uh, here at the uh, Royal National Orthopaedic Hospital. And the catering we provide here on site is all of the retail outlets, including the restaurant and the coffee shop. Uh, We provide an element of hospitality for some meetings, and we also do the uh, food for all the patients across the site. And considering the, the, the patients, you've got a lot to do with actually catering for all of their needs
3: in the world. that must be a huge job.
5: Uh, yeah, it's, um, it, it can be difficult sometimes. It is a very big job. We've got a very good team uh, working for me who, who make sure that all of the patients are getting fed on a daily basis. But uh, especially the way food has gone recently to cater for everyone's tastes and uh, dietary requirements, allergies and, and all those sorts of requirements, it can be quite difficult sometimes. It's a good challenge. You're very modest, but it's not just a challenge. You've actually won an award. Uh, Tell me about it. Yes, yes. We've just uh, recently won an award for our food that we provide in the Brockles restaurant uh, for staff and visitors. Um, and what that award is, it's a soil association Food for Life Award, um, so they are the the people that provide, that you know come and check that we are following a certain uh, set of criteria to make sure that we can say we've achieved this bronze award. In the restaurant, just to give you an idea, we're providing a thousand hot meals a week uh, to staff and visitors who are who are coming to the site. It must be quite something to actually get a bronze award. What do you actually have to do to get that bronze award? Oh, okay, so... It it started out by we get sent the criteria by the Soil Association because it's something that we have to opt into. It's not a mandatory scheme as such. It's something that uh, we've chosen to go for. Uh, So they'll send us the criteria and there's various things that we have to do. So just for example, the meat that we use now is all from British farms. We no longer use anything from abroad abroad. Uh, it's all sustainable uh, with the fish we use as well as all from the uh, Marine Conservation Society fish to avoid list so we're not using any endangered fish all our eggs are free-range now whereas before we used to use um, battery hens so to speak we used to use the eggs from from those farms but now we've gone to use free-range eggs only for all of our all of our dishes where we're providing eggs Everything's farm assured. All the farms that we are purchasing from, you can trace that meat all the way back right to that farm, and I can point to the farm exactly where this piece of bacon came from or this piece of beef came from. So, fairly strict criteria. uh What we do now, as well, is 75% of our dishes uh, are now freshly pre- prepared on site. So, uh, 75% is the criteria, but actually. It's more than 75% for us. We're providing close to sort of 85%, 90% where all the ingredients come in from our supply are fresh and we are making them fresh from scratch. Uh, we don't buy in any frozen prepared meals now for the restaurant. Everything is freshly prepared. Is that, is that rather expensive? Uh, it it hasn't really affected the price too much. There are some elements where it's made it a little bit more expensive, We have, but we've managed to keep the prices... Uh, suitable for the the clients and the customers that we have on site so any price impact uh, is sort of worth it's been worth the spend really to get the award because the accreditation is something uh, it's something that we're very very happy to so it's well, to, well, well well worth it it is, yes. it is absolutely well worth yes. it absolutely yes
0: a reminder you're listening to broccoli news radio broccoli's weekly show that keeps you up to date and informed about what's going on in and around the hospital We're looking back over 10 years of Broccoli News. In the second half of the programme, we'll be taking a look at the Hospital Broadcasting Association Awards. And don't forget to stay tuned for the RNOH's very own Guinness Book of Records holder. But time first for some music, and this is Megan O'Neill, an especially recorded track at the studios of Radio Broccoli called Half of Myself. (music)
6: Bound book with its pages torn out. Like a storm with no thunder when the lightning strikes down. Like an old country station without Emmy Lou. I'm half of myself when I'm not with you. Like an empty frame hanging by the stairs in the hall When I'm not
0: with you Singer-songwriter Megan O'Neill recorded live at the studios of Radio Broccoli. Broccoli News is currently 10 years old and we're looking back this week at some of the awards that we have covered during that time. Right now, here's a piece about an award that Radio Broccoli won. And less than 24 hours later, Alan Joyce was reporting on for Broccoli News. So last night, this happened. And ladies and gentlemen, this is it, the big one. Here we go. The HBO Station of the Year. The Gold Award goes to Radio Broccoli! <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's been an amazing 24 hours for Radio Broccoli. As for the second time in three years, we've won the top award for Hospital Radio, winning the Gold Award for Station of the Year. We also won the Bronze Award for Best Speech Package for Keith Reeves' coverage of the RNOH rebuild. Now, the result for Station of the Year means we've now finished in the top two of the UK for the last four years in a row and the top three for the last five years. Let's hear our gold-winning entry for Station of the Year.
0: This is Radio Broccoli. Hello, it's Alan Dedicote here. Hi, I'm Max Whitlock. Hi, I'm LBC Steve Allen. Hi, I'm Tony Blackburn, and you're listening to London's longest-running hospital radio station, Radio Broccoli. Radio
7: Broccoli. Radio Broccoli. Radio Broccoli. Radio Broccoli broadcasts to the Royal National Orthopaedic here in Stanmore. We've been doing so since 1966 and have about 35 active members helping to run the station. We're on air 24 hours a day. And we broadcast via the good old bedside headsets and also via the RNOH free Wi-Fi. Our news programme, which is called Broccoli News, includes events that happen in and around the hospital that may be of interest to patients here at the RNOH, either before they arrive, if they listen to it on our YouTube channel, or whilst they're here and for services that they might find useful once they leave. We also have a very, very good relationship with our other hospital charities and also the RNOH NHS Trust, who include us in many of their activities. The background atmosphere you can hear is our long-awaited redevelopment of the Stanmore site and advanced stages of the actual construction of our new five-storey, £40 million walled accommodation block. And I'm pleased to actually say I've been joined by uh, Richard Scott, who's the programme manager here for the RNOH, and also Rosie, who's the uh, trainee construction manager. Good morning, both of you, and thank you for sparing the time. I can see several layers of concrete, lots of steel safety barriers, lots of piles holding the ceiling up. At present, we're just building the structure. It's a 100% concrete structure. It's a little bit of steel support that goes in later on, but basically... It's concrete columns, concrete beams and a concrete slab. And they're just about to start pouring the fourth floor. And in about a month's time, they'll pour the fifth floor, which is the roof. And then the concrete will be
1: finished. With me now, I'm joined by Sarah Wright from the SCAT Bone Cancer Trust, who is the head of fundraising. Tell us a little bit about some of the research projects that you have running at the moment. We have put money towards the genome project um, which is run by adrian flanagan the other one is something called raman spectroscopy uh, which is an exciting new technique that's really got the potential to to revolutionize bone cancer surgery because this is something that uh, is a tool that would be used in real time in in surgery that can actually differentiate between the healthy parts of the bone and the cancerous parts of the bone so obviously when surgeons are taking that bone away they want to take as little as possible and this would actually be within millimeters of determining where you would actually need to take the bone away so this is again amazing
0: and with Siobhan Keenan who works for BDP. They're the architects of the project here at the RNH. We have a children's garden at the, at the rear, which is great because of the topography of the site. You can access it across a bridge. So these were um, parts of the design that we were strongly held on to. Uh, also we have a, the atrium, which will be fantastic when it's completed. So creating um, as, as much... You know, architectural features and not only accommodation for clinical purposes, but also a uh, relaxing and um, sort of a home from home, a place where patients don't feel like they're in too much of a clinical space, but they can relax and recover in, um, in a good environment.
7: Tony Goldstone is there laying the commemorative brick on top of the stack on there, posing for his photos... And uh, now we're getting Tim Briggs over to do another ceremonial brick laying at the top of the pile here. Thankfully, the weather's holding off. It's dry um, in the air, but not underfoot. Big puddles everywhere on the top floor of the building. But I must say, it's, it's a fantastic day for the RNRH. Um, having been involved here myself nearly 50 years now as both a patient, a volunteer, and also a part-time staff member, it, And I've stayed in some of the wards that you're probably listening to this on now. And I know what it's like and I know what an impression it creates when you see the hospital for the first time.
4: This is Thursday Live on Radio Broccoli.
7: I'm pleased to say uh, in the other room we have the three ladies from uh, the uh, rehab ward and Judy. So we've got mum here too. So we've got two patients and mummy. Mummy, how have you found it? For what they've done
4: for my daughter, I'm so very, very grateful for all their help. All of the
3: staff have been wonderful. It's it's just it's just an amazing place. So tell me what you get up to when you're not here, then.
6: Um, I'm going to be doing my Gold Duke of Edinburgh final. Well, <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth, can I ask
7: you what you're mm-hmm. doing for that?
6: Um, I'm doing an expedition walk. Um, we're walking for four days and camping for three nights. Oh, where? I'm um, going to Keswick.
7: Oh, right, OK, Lake District. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, I hope you have good, good weather. Thank you, you know, very much. You know it <laughs> rains a lot up there, don't you? <laughs>
4: yeah, I've heard
7: that. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Request Chart Top 40. The
4: Request
1: Chart Top 40. On Radio Broccoli. Good afternoon and Happy New Year. Welcome to the 32nd annual countdown of Radio Broccoli's most popular songs. It's your Broccoli Request Chart. We played over 2,600 requests in 2016 and over the next three hours we'll be revealing the top 40 most requested songs and artists of the last 12 months. I'm Alan Joyce and I'll be taking you through the numbers and playing your favourites. Plus, you can see the chart updated live and have your say via Twitter. Go to at Radio Broccoli.
3: The Alpha Sessions.
6: Well I'm Emma, and this is the Alpha Sessions and we're here with Sabrina Parker. These words that fall out of your mouth. Stand me.
2: Pin me down. Actually I went to a, a cover band festival this summer called Festwitch. It's amazing. It's in it's in Prestwich in Manchester and they get all the best cover bands from the UK. So in one weekend I got to see The Killers, Metallica a.k.a. Noel Gallagher, who, by the way, followed me back on Twitter. Thank you, a.k.a. <laughs> Noel Gallagher. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's so great. So I was thinking to myself, like, oh, if I had to be a cover band, who would I be? Yeah, And think- it would be Ellie Goulding, because I do an Ellie Goulding
6: impression. Go on, give me your Ellie
2: Golding. Oh, impression. God, I shouldn't have... Okay. Uh, okay. Strip to the waist, we fall into the river. <laughs> that is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is my Ellie Golding impression. That is very good.
3: So we're having lots of fun on the ward here. We have
7: got Alina and Libra, and they wanted to sing a little song for us. So are we ready? After three girls, ready? One, two, three.
0: London Bridge falling down, falling down, falling down,
4: London Bridge falling down, my fair
6: ladies. This is Radio Broccoli.
0: Just a taste there of our winning entry to the Hospital Broadcasting Association Awards in 2018 that won us the title of Hospital Radio Station of the Year. Okay, one more award winner to hear about. So let's go over now to Keith Reeve for Radio Broccoli.
7: Well, I'm with Norman Sharp, who is now officially the Guinness Book of Records world record holder for having a replacement hip The longest. Norman, when was your replacement hip fitted?
4: Uh, The one we're talking about was fitted on the 1st of December, 1948.
7: Yeah. Uh, And I I believe you had both done in fairly quick succession.
4: That's right. And the second hip was done on the 22nd of December, 1948. Uh, Three weeks after the first, yeah. And that, that seemed to the surgeon the right... Amount of space between <laughs> to let me sort of get my thing to get back together uh, after the first stop. That uh, everything went so smooth. I I've, I've never known I've had them, frankly. So it's this this is this is all so uh, strange to me because I I didn't know I, I I was never interested in them. I I didn't know I had them and it's just strange that everybody else is so interested so many people are interested it's uh, just seems strange to me
7: it's a remarkable story Norman I mean how how soon after you had the operations were you up and walking around
4: ah now after I had the second operation um, Mr Newman came round with his entourage and his registrar that was with him said when can this lad go home and and Mr Newman turned to the sister on the ward, Sister Dawson, and uh, this, this young lad is not to walk on those hips for six months. They've got to last him 60 years. And uh, and I didn't walk on them for six months. I went to the pool every day, went to the, uh, the warm pool, yeah. exercising, physio But I didn't walk on them for six months.
7: That was pretty much the standard thing in that day; those days, wasn't um, it? They just didn't know how soon the bone would mend.
4: I, I don't really know, because I, I, those days I didn't know anything about hips. In fact, I'd had my hips done, uh, and it was after the second one was done, that they, uh, they brought the X-ray machine to my bed and took the X-ray with me in bed, and when the doctor came round after they took the x-ray they held the x-ray up and that was the first inclination of what I'd had done they didn't even tell me what they were going to do
7: Wow, so you didn't actually know you were going to have a hip replacement I I
4: didn't didn't know, I was. I never heard of hip replacements (laughs) and I thought you see I had a leg straightened up in 1939 in Great Portland Street and I Believed that, and we got we all got turned out of Great Portland Street, and uh, two week, two weeks later, war was declared. So, and we were all sent over. They emptied the hospital, and I just assumed that uh, Mr. Rockin Jones, uh, my surgeon then, was going to straighten the other leg up. In uh, 1948, when when they said the bed had been reserved for you, so I was expecting. A leg straightening job, and uh, when I came round from the first operation, and um, that was my first surprise, <laughs> because when you came round, the first thing I did was to fell down my body to see where the plaster was going to start, mm. because previously it started just above your your, eye to- chest, yeah. and the next part of your body you saw were the toes. They left the toes out, (laughs) they left the arms out, and it it was just unbelievable. When I had the first hip, Mm. I came round, and I couldn't feel where the plaster was was starting, and there wasn't any plaster. That was that was marvellous.
7: So, have you enjoyed a full life with your two replacement hips?
4: Absolutely full, and it's only just recently. I mean, it it must be a, a job to believe me. But as true as I'm sat here, it's the truth. I never even thought that I was disabled or had hips or anything. I never had any pain. I never... I, I was. If I wanted to do something, I did it. Uh, I tell you, it, it, <laughs> it must sound very strange for anybody that hasn't had a little bit of experience uh but it's true I, I i never knew i I was disabled or didn't have, had hips mm. artificial hips i i had, I had me, all the boys had motorbikes because I was twenty three when I had my hips done, and I was missing out on all that motorbike lark and all that <laughs> so I was able to get me motorbike and and once I'd had my hips done, of course I could open my knees far enough to straddle the tank and I was one of the boys. I was away every weekend.
0: (laughs) There'll be more highlights from the last 10 years of Broccoli News in the coming weeks. And don't forget that you can listen again to Broccoli News via our Radio Broccoli podcast. For more information, go to our website at www.radiobroccoli.org and also check out our social media sites on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. This is London's longest continually running hospital radio service and currently the number one hospital broadcaster in the UK. More from Broccoli News soon, but for now from me, Ron Laver, it's goodbye.